Hey guys, welcome back to the CBM Effect. I hope we're all good. Uh, slight delay this week in getting one done. We had some malfunction mic issues. It didn't work. Um, I had no idea what was going on, but we're here now, we're sorted, uh, and we're good to go into today's podcast. For anyone that listened to previous podcasts, I sat down and started recording this. 30 seconds later, that doorbell went again. <laughs> to stop and restart. Um, but yeah, hopefully everybody's good. Hopefully everybody's enjoying a little bit of social normality, um, having the freedom and flexibility to go out and eat out if they choose, to have a drink if they choose, but more importantly, getting back on it. So not allowing these things to take over their lives and impact their progress in a negative way. Um, and that we're now, what, three, four weeks into gyms reopening? Three, I think. Um, and we're beginning to find our baseline numbers. We are beginning to have an understanding that muscle memory is very much a thing. And what took so long to build in the first place is going to come back much quicker than it previously did. Um, numbers are flying off the bat for me. I am feeling bigger and stronger than ever. <laughs> like I, I'm not, like I'm not at my all time strength, but you just have that feeling where everything's just going the way it should. Um, and as a as a, from a size standpoint, like we're four weeks post show, I I am up t- four and a half maybe actually. We are up twenty five maybe slightly more pounds, which is what eleven twelve kilograms, um, which sounds a lot, but it's all going to the right places. Clothes that fit a couple of weeks ago are getting very tight across the top shelf. Um, hunger is calming down, which is nice. Um, as I spoke about in previous podcasts, trying to control your hunger and your food choices when your hormone, your food hormones are to shit, your hunger hormone, sorry, is incredibly difficult. So I'm glad that's settling down. Um, been a mad couple of busy weeks, just everybody getting back in the gym and clients, everybody's finding their rhythm now and groove. Um, how's this for a bit of sad luck? So I've been using a gym this entire year. I've been fortunate enough to have one. Um, of course, the week gyms reopen, I hurt my shoulder and my leg, <laughs> uh, fortunately enough, unfortunately enough. So hurt my shoulder on the hack squat and I hurt my leg doing dumbbell incline press. I dropped the dumbbell on my upper thigh um, and I was like, how do you hurt your lower body doing an upper body exercise and hurt your upper body doing a lower body exercise? <laughs> like it's just, it's just shit luck, isn't it? Um, but that's enough rambling from me. Let's move on to today's actual topic, which I think comes at a nice time which is how should we split up our workouts? Um, obviously, there's so much different information out there. It can be quite overwhelming at times. And with so much information comes a lot of what's right and what's wrong. Now, first and foremost, I want to put this out there. Anybody who tells you that you need to do this to achieve this is a bellend. <laughs> no two ways about it. Like, they're a bellend. They're just forcing their opinions on you. There is not one right way or wrong way to make progress. Obviously, there's ways that are more efficient, more optimal, but in the grand scheme of things, there's many different ways to skin a cat. Um, So we're going to dive into how we can look at some different splits today. So we've obviously got your classic full body workouts where you hit your entire body in one session. You've got upper lower. You can have push-pull legs, which is quite a popular one. Um, you might have heard of the five-day bro split, which is what chest, back, arm, shoulders, legs, not in that order. Um, but I just kind of want to dive into different splits today and sort of talk you through why you might want this one versus why another one might be more efficient for you. But obviously when we're picking um, which split we're going to use, we've got a number of factors that we need to consider. So things like our, our training age, our training experience, how much do we have? 
Um, like if you're new into the gym and you're doing a five-day row split, you're doing something not entirely efficient there. Um, what's your goal? How many times per week can you train? What do you enjoy? Like if you can only fit in the gym two or three times a week, you're probably not going to be aiming for one body part per session. Um, if you want to go in five days a week because you enjoy training a lot and physique development's your goal, you're not going to be doing full body workouts five times a week. Um, we need to think about the frequency at which we hit our muscle groups. Um, I've, I've been sort of studying into this for eight, nine years now. And one point that always stood out well to me was, let's say we can stimulate a muscle group once or twice a week. And we've got 52 weeks in a year. Let's say you can, everybody wants a nice back, for example. Let's say you can target your back one time a week. You'll stimulate that 52 times a year. Or you can do your back twice a week and stimulate it 104 times a year. Which one thing is going to have more crossover? Providing you can manage your volume and your recovery. So we definitely want to target muscle groups a little bit more frequently. I've found that too, it seems to be the sweet spot. Um, females have better capability, recovery capabilities. So in some instances, they can handle three times per week. Um, particularly for lower body, I found delts as well. Um, my coach Vaughn's kind of told me that that's been his findings as well. I've sort of experimented with it and that has been the findings. Females in general can handle better volume, more volume. It just comes from their higher estrogen levels across the body. So what we're looking at as well is first and foremost, like what do you enjoy? Like the more likely, the more we enjoy something, the more likely we are to actually stick to it in the long run. Like let's say for example, you come to me for coaching and you just have a goal, like you want, you want to, with a classic one, I want to lose weight and tone up. Um, um, but you hate a particular kind of training split. Let's just say you don't enjoy upper lower at all. Like you don't like training upper body. And I put you on an upper lower body split, you're probably not going to enjoy it too much. And if you don't enjoy it, you're probably not going to stick to it. Whereas if we did perhaps full body workouts um, and you only have to do a little bit of upper body within a session, you can still do something you enjoy, you're far more likely to do it. So don't underestimate the enjoyment factor. I've had many a times where I've had um, clients be like, I don't like this exercise. And I'm like, right, cool. Let's pull it out for something you do like then. Because the more likely you don't like something, the less likely you are to do it. Um, and there is a difference between not doing something because you don't enjoy it versus because you're not very good at it. We tend to stick to things we're good at. If, we, if we're not good at something, we, we neglect it. And as we neglect it, we don't get any better. So that doesn't improve. Um, now, obviously, as we get into physique development a little bit further down and actually bringing up weak points or imbalances, that point becomes a little less important because sometimes there is a case of needs must. So how we'd want to do things across the week um, would be frequency. We'd want to distribute volume in a way that we could maximize our performance um, per body part, per movement. So again, let's take, for example, let's take chest. Let's say you want to do 10 sets of chest across the week. Now, if you did all 10 sets, let's say you've got four exercises four exercises, 10 sets of chest across the week, and you did that all in one workout, think about how fatigued your body is going to be by the end of the sets. Like you've taxed it that much. Your ability to perform and overload the muscle is not going to be as much. If you say split that across five sets across two days, you're going to be much fresher. You're going to be recovered and you can stimulate that muscle more. 
Um, when it comes to actually challenging a muscle, they don't understand the weight in the bar. They don't understand the movement. What they understand is the force that you can produce to contract that muscle, the tension and the stress you can place upon it. And you're going to place a lot more stress and tension when you're fresher and um, more focused versus when you're fatigued. That's when we lose concentration. That's when our mind-muscle connection slips. So that's the sort of thing we need to think about as well. We need to think about our frequency. We need to think about our volume across the week. Um, looking at the splits, if we were to take full body, you're definitely going to... I've got some people on four full body workouts a week. I would not go up to five. But if we're doing four, I would definitely make them upper or lower dominant. So sometimes, for example, a full body workout might be upper body with deadlifts because we'll use a little bit more legs and deadlifts, things like that. Um but we're going to mainly be focusing on compounds with full body workouts. We're one of the most bang for a buck. Compounds, compound exercises are essentially an exercise that targets more than one muscle group at once. Uh, a bench press, for example, you would target your chest and your, your front delts and your triceps come into it. Um, your squats, basically all the muscles in your legs versus say a lateral raise, it's just a side delt. That's what's known as an isolation. And to be fair, unless you're actually trying to pre-isolate uh, or pre-fatigue a muscle group, you're probably always going to start your workouts with the bigger, more main compounds. That is where you can overload the muscle more. You're going to be able to produce more force. You're going to be stronger, fresher, and just be able to get the most bang for your buck, as I say. So I'm not going to go into exercise order and structure today, but from how to structure exercise to exercise you'd be wanting to start with your compounds same goals for upper lower um again you're going to start with your compounds and you can finish off with the less demanding exercises towards the end your isolations like you would never if we're trying to target or let's take a bent over roll for example you're trying to challenge your back but your biceps come into play you're not going to do dumbbell curls and fatigue your biceps and then do bent over roll because of the fact that you're not going to get most bang for your buck. Your biceps are going to give out long before your back does. Um, just little things like that. Push-pull legs is really good. Um, push is would basically be shoulder, chest and triceps, essentially. And your shoulders come into it a little bit. Like your front delts, um, deltoid, shoulder, front head, there's three heads, come into most pressing exercises. So we never really need to challenge those, but we can tag on side shoulders onto that. Um, pull is back and biceps with a little bit of rear delts. And the reason they go nicely together, triceps and shoulders are involved in your pressing movements anyway, so why not do a little bit more to tax them a little bit more? Your biceps are involved in pulling motions, so they go nicely together there as well. And this is a nice sort of structure for when you've got a little bit more training experience, you've got that enjoyment factor, um, and perhaps we're focusing a little bit more on physique development at this point. Perhaps we're looking at posture or imbalances um say you've got five days across the week to train and you've got really bad posture then perhaps we're probably going to do two pull based sessions um and we'll have an upper body based session so we might do push pull legs and then we'll have another pull based session and perhaps an upper or a posterior chain um which is the behind you so basically the back of you your hamstrings your glutes your back just to allow for a little bit more frequency to bring that up um, perhaps you've got really shit arms and again this isn't going to come into context unless you've been training for a good few years and you want to bring them up then you could do push pull legs and then you could do another push and then you could maybe have a dedicated arm day or you could tag on arms at the end of each upper body day again for more frequency across the week you split up the volume you can hit these muscles more effectively as well um, 
And when we do get into the actual considerations of, right, I want to build a, a physique, I want to shape my body in a certain way, I want to sculpt it, I want to bring up certain body points, we need to not necessarily move away from the enjoyment factor, we can still very much have that, but we need to look at the bigger picture and we'll distribute more volume towards lagging body parts. And that's something along the way as well. We find our minimum effective dose of volume. So let's say, for example, let's go with arms because that's the, that's what we're on at the moment. Let's say you're doing 10 sets of arms per week and they're not growing. Then we need to add some more volume on potentially, assuming everything else is okay across the board. So we could literally add on just a couple more sets. And the question is, do we add that on to current workload working sets or do we add it on to another day perhaps you just add on two sets of biceps at the end of a lower body day just to tag them on just for that increased frequency and that's the sort of thing we would look at um we'd want to find that minimum dose you might find for example like i know people that they only need five or six sets for quads and their quads grow like mad and that's fine we wouldn't need any more than that but for example, your arms, they might need 10, but they're not growing. So maybe you need to add them to 12, 13, 14 sets. And these are the sort of things you want to monitor as well. What does my body respond to? How much is too much and how much or how little is too little? Um, and these are the kind of things that we can play about with the more um, specific we get with our split. We also need to consider how we'd structure within the split our training. Now for me, being a coach, I always I have different methods, but I generally stick to the same ones, in the sense of I, I the same rep schemes. Now we know to gain a hypertrophic response from the body, we're looking at rep ranges within the six to sort of thirty rep range. Now you're going to be able to shift a lot more weight for six reps than you will for thirty reps. But we're not getting in the mindset of lightweight heavyweight here. We're getting in the mindset of you're just trying to get as strong as you can across given rep ranges. It just by so means that doesn't make sense. Just by it just happens to be that you're going to shift a lot more weight to get strong at six reps than you are to get strong at thirty reps. So that's where things like a top set and a back offset can come in handy. Now again, this will be individual dependent. Some people do better first doing a back offset, priming the body for that, and then going into the top set. But again, we're looking to hit these muscle groups when we're fresh and thinking about force production. You're going to produce a lot more force at a set of six than you will at 15. That's going to be more about tension and stress. So adding in your top sets and back offsets from that, you're probably going to want to put your top set, which will be your heaviest set, essentially. Put that first when you're freshest and have most energy to contract those muscles and then putting back offsets in there when you go. And then you just need to consider along the way, right, if I need to up my volume where do I put these extra sets in? And again, it's going to depend on the muscle. It's going to depend on the exercise. Say, for example, you take a hack squat and you've got a top set and a back offset in there. Then perhaps you just add in two top sets. Let's say, for example, you are trying to do some leg press. You've got a couple of back offsets. So you've got maybe a mid-range set, 10 to 12, 12 to 15, and you've got a couple of higher ones, 15 to 20. Maybe we accrue some more metabolic stress and accumulate some tension there so we could do a back offset extra as well that's the sort of things we can consider and in terms of your intensifiers where do they belong in a split um, some people think they need to go balls to the wall all the time drop set drop set drop set superset partials four stripes clusters and whilst they do have their place in some people's programs a lot of the time they're not needed and a lot of the time 
they'll burn you out and we actually need to consider our recovery capabilities. If you're doing all these things within a program and you're sitting listening to this and you're thinking, oh no, no, I'm fine though. <laughs> you're not training hard enough. Like that's just, that's that's as simple as it is. Like you should not be able to add in all these intensifiers into a workout every single time. Um, so what I would consider is you could maybe have one or two here or there. Um, like if a client requests it or if I think it's necessary, I might add it in. Um, but you'd only want one or two per session. And again, it's going to depend. Like, so if you want to accumulate some volume, then maybe you do a drop set for arms uh, on your last set. Um, supersets, I, I am a fan of, to be fair. You might see other people that say no, but I think supersetting antagonistic muscle grips go really well. Like biceps and triceps, they can work really well. It's something I've had a lot of success with. Um, but we're, we're maybe going off on a little bit of a tangent there. All I will say is that these intensifiers that I've mentioned are not the be-all, end-all. And if you can just focus on getting this crazy, efficient, strong, progressing the movements, keeping the tension on the muscle and keeping form uniform, that'll be more than enough a lot of the time, especially in a deficit. You're wanting to manage your volume very effectively. If you can't manage your volume, your recovery capabilities are going to be down. If your recovery capabilities are going to be down, you're not going to get the response from the body that you want. So it does... I'm trying, I don't want to go too much into the, the hole here and get too specific, but it does just go to show that there's a lot of factors involved that we need to consider that go far beyond the, right, what split should I do? We need to consider these things. But as a general rule of thumb, you can start with full body as you get started in your journey. And the reason being is that you're going to get a response from the body regardless. You're going to get what you call these newbie gains. Your body's never had this stimulus on it before. It's never had this stress. It will respond. And you can get away with full body workouts for at least the first couple of years. And then maybe at this point, at this point, if you're still training after two years, you are enjoying it. Like you like this. And we can go to upper lower at that point. And that's not to say you can't go straight to push pull legs, but I'm just talking about step at a time. Upper lower just allows for a little bit more frequency. So say you're doing three full body workouts a week. And you've seen good progress, but then you're like, I want to step things up. Maybe we go to four workouts a week, upper, lower, upper, lower. Um, upper upper one could be a little bit more push dominant. Upper two could be a little bit more pull dominant. And there's still be a mix of both, but just one more dominant than the other. Same with lower body. Maybe one's more quad dominant and the other's more hamstring dominant. Again, just to ensure that each muscle group's getting hit somewhat equally to the point where you're getting a response. And then, as I say, as you go into more wanting to actually work specifically on your body shape and it, and it go, the goal goes beyond I want to tone and lose weight because to be honest if you want to tone and lose weight I'm, I'm probably not putting you on any more of a specific split than that um, it's when you start to want to improve certain muscle groups and you want to actually shape your body that these these come in a little bit more handy say for example many females they want to improve their legs and they want a nice bum okay you're probably going to end up doing some leg volume th- at least three times across the week um, perhaps you do hip thrust two to three times a week in some different rep ranges. I'll again think about frequency and volume. What does your body respond to? Uh, me, myself, my split, my current split. Um, off the back of my show, we, I have my balance is quite good. My symmetry is quite good. I don't necessarily have weak body parts. Uh, in contact, that's not that's not the same big headed. That just more means that everything's relatively symmetrical and in balance, which means we don't need to necessarily place specific emphasis on one body part. You could maybe argue that my arms are maybe a little touch lagging. So we have a push and arms. We have a pull day. We have a leg day. We have a posterior chain day to target 
uh, a little bit more upper body and legs at the same time. And then we have another push in arms. So being men's physique, we're going to want to really challenge that top upper shelf. So I want big cap delts. I want big arms, big upper chest, wide, thick back. So that's how we place an emphasis on that. So we're trying to accrue volume across all these things, just come with more overall density. Um, if we found that my arms weren't responding, we'd probably just increase the volume slightly. And sometimes you might need to take away volume from other places. So for example... Um, I don't have note of how much current sets for legs I do across the week, but maybe we strip back some volume from legs to put it to arms so that I'm not just adding on volume, volume, volume to the point where I can't recover, if that makes sense. So when we get into that, you need to consider that sort of thing. Let's say, for example, you want to pre-isolate your chest because you're not getting a good response from it. Then that's another way of why isolation would go before compounds as well. So you might actually find, like I do this at this point, and it's relatively... Vaughn won't be listening to this. I know he won't, but um, he's had that before. Where I've had my chest first and I've never wanted to do that. I've always just went to the compound first, but I've since stuck to the program to the T and I've started isolating my chest and the contraction and the, the feeling I get in my chest doing flies before chest has actually worked really, really well. So like that does have a place and that's going to be more specific to your goal as well. But we've kind of hit you with a lot of different factors and information here. Um, at its core, you are going to think about what you enjoy the most, but you do have to consider what your goal is. Um, I, I don't think that anyone would benefit from a one body part a week, five day split, simply being that frequency factor we mentioned. You're not a bodybuilder trying to be the best in the world, which is what they all do. But they also have the fact that they're just trying to, they're not necessarily trying to gain more muscle. They're trying to shape what they have. They're trying to improve anabolic steroids come into it, the recovery capabilities are better. Um, you've got those kind of things to consider. So yeah, hopefully that gives you a little bit to think about in terms of how you could best structure your split, what would work best for you. And as your experience gets higher, how you can get more specific and you can play about with your exercise order. You can play about with your volume. You can play about with your structure to best suit your goal to what you want to improve. So I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, I've, I've, rambled on a little bit here um the next podcast i will try and have out for the start of next week to make up so we can get back on schedule um as always any any feedback any topics are welcomed one thing i am considering next week i, I do have a guest or two lined up um i won't manage before next week one thing i'm thinking I've, I've mentioned a couple but perhaps just another one about me that was a popular podcast so maybe just reflecting on eight years of lifting my journey some things i've learned along the way some things that went right some things that went wrong what i would do again what i wouldn't do um, that kind of thing so yeah any feedback please do let me know hopefully you've taken something away from this and i will catch you guys all soon thank you